This podcast is presented by EJ Media Studios. My name is Henry, a.k.a. Hendall. And it's your girl, Kay Shanae. This is Culture Connect. Culture Connect. Welcome back, guys, to the latest edition of Culture Connect. Sorry we've been gone so long due to the COVID-19 crisis been here in America. Just been trying to take cover and stay safe, wear a mask, and be very mindful in this time. So we send our, our love out to, to those who are suffering, those who have suffered and recovered. And we also send our condolences to those who have passed away due to the COVID-19 crisis. But today we're coming back with a episode that's much needed for the culture right now, which is America versus Black Lives Matter. And we all know that in the current months, uh, there's been several murders uh, committed by police and police brutality that really has caused our nation in an uproar and an uprising. Um, so yeah, this is what we're gonna have the conversation about today. We're going to give our thoughts, our opinions, and our views on you know, how we feel about everything that's currently going on in the world. So we're going to start off today um, giving our condolences and our love um, and memory of George Floyd, who you all know who was murdered and lynched by the race soldiers of Minnesota Police Department. So I'll let Casey A give y'all some insight on that and then I'll come back with some of my regards. Yeah, so just to kind of pick up where he left off, you guys, this has been a very, very traumatic time for the black community with the death of George Floyd. Um, He was killed and murdered on camera on, I think that was Memorial Day, right? Very, very, very sad. Just everybody that's seen the video has their different perspectives and it just it it hurts us in different ways so definitely condolences to him and his family but what we are what we want to talk about is you know how this happened and and the thing is not just him just this year alone you've had so many deaths between George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, um, all of them just murdered for no reason at the hands of racist people, whether that be cops or just people that you see every single day. Um, And that's what we're really, really trying to get into today now. Um, George Floyd was very loved in his community. He was a good man. Um, Many people that knew him say that he was, uh, he was an OG. Um, where he was, he lived, he was from Texas. Um, and, 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 and a lot of people respected him. He was very, very well respected in his community. Um, he has a daughter, um, and which is the saddest thing. It's just, you know, the fact that there's a child who no longer has her father because someone literally placed their knee on this man's neck for eight minutes um it's just it doesn't make any sense it 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 not only makes us emotional but it's it's it makes us angry we're very angry all of us um if you can if you've ever been through racism or faced it yourself then you understand how we all feel um and that's basically what me and henry are talking about like henry where were you when this all happened like this whole situation when you first saw the video uh, when I first saw the video, I was, uh, you know, here at home, and as I watched the video, it became very sickening for me to just see a a racist police officer 
for the eight plus minutes, have his knee on the individual's neck. Um, then just thinking how George Floyd, you know, he basically was trying to fight to get air out because he couldn't breathe. And he continued to let the officers know that he couldn't breathe. Um, also, when he, he called out for his mom, like that was a, a touching moment for me because I know how I feel as a black man. We always feel that if no one can say what our mother's saying, you know, so to see him bed for his life like that was, um, it was just sickening, man. Um, and I feel that if I were there in that situation, I just couldn't see a man laying down on the ground begging for his life and I didn't do anything to try to help him. Right, right. I noticed that too, it's just like, in, in, in times of social media, we are, we're recording everything. So I wanna, I wanna say that I'm very glad that it was recorded because if we didn't have that recording, we wouldn't even know what happened. As you can see, another gentleman was murdered and I believe it was in Kentucky. No cameras, nothing. So they can't even charge. Nobody knows anything. So I am glad that there was on camera, but I don't understand why we are only recording. We're not, but before we weren't, we are now. Before we weren't even stepping in, you know, I feel like if somebody would have just stepped in, I understand, you know, you it's scary when you're in that situation, like, you know, somebody might try to do something to me, but me personally, I'm not going to let anybody die in front of me. It's not happening. Like, I don't care who you are. Nah. You're not going to die in front of me. Um, nah. So I feel you on, I feel exactly what you're saying there. So I just, I wish that someone who would have been courageous enough to try to stop. But then again, who knows? They could have tried to shoot them, you know? Right. Right. And then, too, you know, I, you know, from the angle of the first video, I just thought it was just that one officer who had him pinned down. But to see that there were other officers who were implementing this same aggression towards him and holding right. him down, uh, while this officer, Derek Chauvin, had his knee on his neck, it was just, like, sickening, man, like, super sickening. Like I said, you know, to see there's somebody, like, you know, damn near, like, lifeless, taking yeah. the last breath, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it's just very unfortunate that he had to lose his life. But I think with the passing of George Floyd, it's shown America that we are outraged, that we're tired of seeing black men killed by police and we don't do anything about it. You know what I'm saying? So I just think going forward, I think the police have a better idea on how to quote unquote police our communities and situations. Um, but, you know, we shall see because in the midst of everything going on in the world throughout cities who are protesting, um, there's still been other black men who have been killed during this process of people mourning George Floyd and, you know, riding and, you know, doing things like that. So um, I just think this is a system that, in my opinion, that will never change. Um, I think police, they can try to police um, and better tactics, but still, I just think that the force that they put on black men, especially, I don't think it will it will change, in my opinion. I don't know how, first off, I just, 
the fact of the matter is we literally, right before this happened, we literally just saw Brianna murdered by cops for abs- she absolutely did nothing. Nothing. They right. literally went to the wrong house from what I read on March 13th, 2020. Um, she was in her home and these cops literally just kicked in the door. They um, entered her apartment with a no knock warrant, which is, I think is crazy. But um, basically the warrant didn't even include her name or her house number. Um, and it was actually miles away from the actual house that they were supposed to go to. Um, they entered the home, shot her eight times um, for no reason. And the three Louisville uh, police officers that shot her have not been charged till this day. We're in month, the, what, June? So that's right. what? So why haven't they been charged? Before, with Ahmaud Arbery, this was also found. This was on February the 23rd. His, the people that killed him, um, Travis and Gregory McMichael, weren't actually arrested until May the 7th, which was two days after the video that we all saw went viral. So they weren't arrested because they murdered this man as, you know, how things are supposed to be, how the system and how I've always thought the system was set up. They were murdered because we saw it and we damn near threatened them. If you don't make this happen, we're going to make it happen. So that's my question is like, why is it that we have to have video footage in order for a conviction to be made when it comes to a black life? But if it's a white life, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter. It, it some you we've seen black men be accused of shit they didn't even do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So why is it? So to anyone listening who who feels like, you know, they don't care about Black Lives Matter and all this other stuff. Can you tell us, explain to us why we are getting murdered and the only reason anyone is ever being convicted is if it's on camera? Yeah, that's a that's a big question. You know, um, every time we we have since the beginning of time have tried to gain justice for uh, our people, uh, whether they've been beaten, murdered, uh, a victim of police brutality, we always have to uh, damn their beg to have just our simple equal rights or our simple just simple justice for the wrong that this system has done to our people. So I think with the uh, my artery situation, I think that that was uh, premeditated murder. I think they wanted Absolutely. to- Absolutely. To, to definitely murder a black man, um, a young black male at that. And the way that they went about doing it, they hunted him down like he was a dog, you know, so- Right. Um, and then even and after I, one of the murderers actually, screamed out a racial slur i won't repeat what he said but he actually shouted out a racial slur as he stood over um arbery's body that alone is premeditated and should deserve a hate crime they're saying the state of georgia does not you know have for whatever reason the state of georgia doesn't have this particular law where they can actually charge them with a hate crime at this time um, which is insane to me because 
this is the South. Out of everything that happens here, we always have some some sort of hateful shit happening in the South. So why wouldn't you have a law to penalize these people? Because you don't care. Because you know that the only time a hate crime is done is if the person is Black or gay. And you don't care about those types of people. And that's not fair. And so that's what needs to change. Speaking of, because there hasn't been any changes, this has led into us feeling like that we had to protest. Now, you know, we want to get into the protesting situation because we definitely have opinions about that. But in like, I mean, you kind of had the discussion about how we feel about the protesting and the looting that, you know, took place. But like, do you feel as if we've done everything we could to be peaceful? And do you think that this was bound to happen as far as all the riots that took place? Um, I think so. I think um, we as being black people, we have always tried to, um, since the beginning of time, uh, just going back to, uh, definitely the segregation era, um, we, and civil rights, we have always tried to do the, you know, be peaceful um, and go about doing things the right way. Um, but I think in my opinion, and, you know, not to discredit anything our forefathers done or anything Martin Luther King and people who were amongst him did for just our equal rights. But right. I just think that doing things the peaceful way Sometimes it doesn't come across as a just as being important to uh, white America because I feel that in certain in certain times we needed radical men like Malcolm X who mm-hmm. were outspoken and said the things that he said to really like make black people like understand and grasp like. Yeah, y'all trying to do it the right way, but we have to strike back at some time. We have to fight back. And I think right now, um, the movement that's currently going on, I just feel that it's actually, to a certain degree, I don't feel that it's organic because in the past, like the 1992 riots, like when black people then protested and black people uh, burned down buildings and they did all that. Like people were enraged about everything that was going on. So I feel that now, fast forward, the movement of today with everything going on is not as organic because then we didn't have paid agitators. We didn't have right. people who were coming in trying to do things um, from other races like burning buildings, vandalizing buildings. And basically sabotaging the whole thing. Right, right. And then, you know, the narrative has changed in the media as if we as black people are just doing these things. But you have police uh, damaging their own police vehicles. You got uh, other races of people coming in and acting as they're protesting with us, but they're being, they're infiltrating everything that we're trying to do peaceful. So I just feel that... um, with everything going on right now, America is trying to start a race war as a protest against, as we have protested against all of the murders that they've done to us uh, by police brutality. So I'm not discrediting anything that we're currently doing today. I'm just saying that it's, the narrative is more so of 
things that are trying to be turned against black people. That's all I'm saying. Right. No, and I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I feel like there were a lot of people who did agitate the situation. There were even, as we just, you know, found out this week, there were people who have been setting up bricks, piles of bricks at protest sites so that people can use these to damage property. And let me just be all the way 100 with y'all. Black people ain't finna do that. What black person you know finna go take their time out in this hot ass sun and set up some goddamn bricks? Nobody. So you know that that's not us. But again, as you just said, what the media puts out, they put out this perspective of us being one way when in actuality we're we are coming to, we're still coming in peace as pissed off as we are many of us are still trying to come in peace because we believe in karma we believe in wrong and we don't want to see anyone else hurt like we're hurting but we have right. every right so Henry, oh, let's yeah. talk about that. Like we have every right to be this angry. And to anybody who has said, you know, I I can't believe they're going out, you know, acting crazy and, and throwing things and, you know, uh, these businesses are being set on fire. First and foremost, as Henry just said, that has not all been just black people. That's first and foremost. Second, if it was, you deserve it. And that's just my opinion. I don't care who disagrees with me. Now, was I out there? No, I wasn't. I, me personally, I have my own feelings about protesting and the looting and all that other stuff, but I wasn't out there doing it. But do I feel bad? I don't. I don't. I do not. Because if you have a business, you need to understand that this was, this was going to happen anyway. This was something that was going to take place anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, your businesses should not be more important than someone's life. You have insurance. You should. If you have a, any type of real business, you should have insurance to cover whatever you lost. But that still shouldn't matter to you versus someone's life. And that's what, to me, is so disappointing that we as Americans are so spoiled that we care more about our things and our materials than we actually care about someone's life. This was a man. This was a father. This was an uncle. This was a, a man that a life that was taken. And people are more concerned that the fucking AutoZone got broken into. Fuck AutoZone. They have a million of those. And by the way, an undercover cop was the one that was breaking into that. So, you know what I mean? And so to anyone who isn't Black that doesn't understand, you cannot fathom. You literally physically cannot fathom how deep and angry we are. Our anger runs way deep. You know, I always keep hearing, you know, slavery was 400 years ago. We don't give a shit. I don't care if it was a thousand years ago. We're still angry. We're still mad because even till this day, segregation ended in 19, in the fifties. Why are we still going through this? Right. That's, and that's the thing, you know, we're still, you know, all these years later, we're still asking for just our simple equal rights. And I'll just say for me, me being a, a young black male, um, I grew up in a ruthless environment where we we felt we were never protected by police. So anytime we would see the police, um, it was programmed in us as as children that 
you know, police are bad. The police are against black people. They're not here to protect and serve. So I always came up, you know, within my life, always not honestly um, having just a certain aggression towards police because I know yeah. the the force, even our own black police officers, I know the force and I know the way that they treat us uh, as well as white police officers. So me personally, like I never, I never felt protected by the police. To be right. Um, so, I mean, um, and then too, another thing, just to touch on what we were just saying about, you know, everything regarding to, um, as I mentioned about like a race war, um, what people have, to, what our people have to understand as well is that, um, we have to go back to the Clint era because people try, people talk about how Clint was his great president, but when he passed the 1994 crime bill, um, that bill implemented police to use force and to do everything that they needed to do to get so-called black criminals off of the streets. You know, right. so I just feel that everything that has been implemented back in time has led down to the effects of what we as black people are affected by today. Right. So, I mean, the best way that we can um, just deal with, I, I guess, things that we that we face with police is just basically, I, I just say, do it at do it at your own at your own risk. Because <clears throat> if you do if you do things the right way, as Trina stated. Um, I have my license, I have my registration, I have my insurance. Uh, that doesn't ensue being a black man that just because everything is clean with my paperwork that I'm still going to be treated the right way. They only see me... I'm sorry, go ahead. They, they, still see, they still see it as no. Yeah, you got everything, you know, lined up and you're legal, but you're still a black man, so... Just because you're a black man, I don't care if you have everything the legal way. I'm still going to use my power and my force to to ensure you that I'm the one in power. So that's what I feel. Exactly. And then just speaking on what you said, just um, the opinions from some of these people that I just, I'm just floored. Like, of course, we we expect people like Trump to not give a shit. He's never cared. So a lot of his antics aren't really a surprise to me. I will say the uh, looting starts, the shooting starts was kind of a light bulb, but um, it's expected. But somebody that I personally was a huge fan of Trina. I've been a fan of Trina since I was a kid. Um, I used to sneak and listen to the music because my mom did not like Trina. But I used to sneak and listen to her as a child. For her to make those remarks to call... Let me tell you something. I don't like it when black people call other black people animals. I don't like to hear anybody call people black people animals or anyone an animal. But that is all... That's something that we've been called since slave times. For her to refer to black people as animals was the most dis disappointing thing and disrespectful thing that I've heard all week come out of it, coming out of a black woman's mouth. I'm a black female. As a black woman, and she's from Dade County, she already know how the police get down. Right. She already know how they get down. 
if you're from Dade County, you already know how they get down. So why would you even say something like that? And that's what I said. Everybody has these unwanted ass opinions, but no one is sticking to the facts of that someone's life was taken. I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. So everybody's upset about the looting. There was a lot of backlash. Um, you know, that came. But what I will say is that I've been seeing now things are starting to calm down um, a little bit. People have been, you know, protesting here even. Um, a couple days ago, we had, you know, downtown Birmingham had quite a bit of a ruckus. Um, there was a situation with the monument in downtown Birmingham. I believe it's in Lampart. Yeah, Lampart. Um, there was a big, you know, situation where the protesters that were out there they wanted to destroy it they wanted it gone as they should don't know why you know Birmingham even had the statue I understand that you know I'm this gentleman I'm hearing you know founded Birmingham or something like that but he was racist so I don't you know I don't even understand and then my whole thing is everyone saying oh let's keep it up the confederate is our our history you know all these racist people but how is that your history and why is it in Birmingham Birmingham wasn't even a city when the civil war happened so I don't understand why we would even want something like that in the center of downtown Birmingham but it was removed it was taken down um because basically, I mean, what does it even represent? I don't understand. Like, do you, I don't understand what it was for. So basically, um, what we're speaking about to everyone listening out there, the Confederate monument that was in Lynn Park, uh, it's been there since 1905. So it was there for 115 years. Um, the person that it was dedicated to um, was a gentleman who uh, fought in the Civil War. Uh, so the city of Birmingham dedicated that monument um, that shows and that it it speaks on uh, and puts right into black people's face uh, racism, prejudice, and, and hate. So that monument, um, I've always, since I can remember, wanted that monument and the rest of the monuments that are in that part to be removed because that only shows... Uh, it's like a slap in the face every time I walk by Land Park or in Land Park and seeing that monument. So um, for it to be uh, removed, I was glad that it was removed. But I, I will have to say that um, the city of Birmingham and the residents of Birmingham, we have to uh, give our, I say, props to uh, Jermaine Funny Man Johnson because uh, without him going down and speaking, um, on last Sunday of May 31st about the removal of that monument, I don't think it would have been removed. No, I don't care. No. Um, so so um, now that the monument has been removed, um, you know, uh, this past week, uh, a lot of people have been worried about the KKK coming downtown Birmingham and protesting, sending death threats and different things like that. Um, but I feel that um, you know, we as being black people, um, why are we scared? Why why do we feel that just because the KKK is coming downtown and they're doing a rally um, and they're protesting about uh, how upset and pissed off they are about a monument that represents hate? Um, it's 2020, black people. Why are we afraid? 
you know, why are we afraid? Because they're coming. I, I feel as a black man, um, I don't have to be afraid of no man. I don't have to be afraid of a group of men um, just because they hate me. Just because I know um, the trajectory of how much they hate me. So um, I think what we need to be worried about is these racist police officers, um, these people who are doctors, these people who we work with every day. Um, those are some of the people who are the KKK. That's who I feel that we need right. to have our main focus on. Um, so I just didn't understand why everyone was afraid and, you know, saying what they were going to do. My thing is, um, you know, if they were coming down to uh, Lynn Park, we should have been down there as well. We shouldn't have felt that we needed to leave because they're coming. So that's just my opinion on that. I agree. I highly agree. I actually made a post about it the day that everybody was going crazy. Like I said, you know, okay. I don't think that the KKK is downtown. Cause as a matter of fact, I had a lot of friends who were downtown in the area that said that there was nobody there as I already knew what happened because they, their bark is a lot louder than their bite. Um, and I just said, you know, the KKK has been here. This isn't anything new. Like we see these people every single day. We pass them in the street. We work with them, as Henry just said. We went to school with them. We met some of their parents. Um, they were our teachers. Some of them are our professors. Um, and as Henry has said, they were our doctors, still are our doctors. Um, so what are we saying? And literally they're the police officers. I feel like the police departments all over the United States is ran by the Klan. I do. I, I, I strongly believe that. And so if you are black and you're a cop, I do feel like you're working for the Klan. I'm just going to tell you, I understand that everybody needs a job, but I feel like when you put that badge on, you're working for the Klan and you're working for the enemy. That's my opinion. Um, but with that being said, like Henry is trying to say, we've got to come out of this, this fear, this imagine of fear. Um, we've, 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 we've got to stand together and, and band together. One thing I can say about these clanners, um, they stick together. They, they're, they're going to stick up for each other. You know what I'm saying? They're going to come together when they need to, to do some hateful shit. So that's what we have to do. We have to stick together. And Henry, I can honestly say that this is the most unified. I've seen our people in a long time. So I'm very happy with how we have handled this, regardless of the backlash that's come from outsiders that don't understand. I feel like we handled this the best way that we could. I'm very, very proud of the black community because we did everything we could to make this right for George, for Ahmad, and for Brianna. However, what do we go from here? Like, what's next? Like, you know, I'm going to ask you, what do you think is next? Um, in my opinion, I think um, what is next for for our people is is just to definitely um, a lot of us we are very very unaware and unsure of um, just certain laws, and we need to. I feel that we need to do more education about the laws of this land that we live on here in America as many black people. Um, I just think that we, we need to. Um, be more be more informative on things instead of 
just putting things out in the atmosphere um, and speaking about things that we haven't done our research on, um, such as like the U.S. Constitution, which states that, you know, you're a three-fifths of a man. So uh, a lot of people don't really understand everything regarding to the laws. And I feel that once we become more educated, we'll understand why America is the way it is. Then another thing, I think um, we as black men, we need to become more militant. Uh, we need to become more unified uh, to be a stronger force. Um, I feel that it's a lot of weak black men out here who um, don't have the strength to, to stand up for their people. Right. So I think we as black men, we need to definitely be, you know, more stronger. Um, another thing as well is, is that um, we need to pay attention to the signs that America has shown us time and time again. Um, I feel that right now we're under a uh, medical martial law. And what I mean by that is, is um, people need to pay attention to FEMA and the the things that FEMA is doing and how they're responding to everything with COVID-19, um, everything that they're doing, responding to uh, people who are protesting. I feel that with everything and how we're coming together to protest, I feel that it's also something that America wants to happen as well so more people can die um, because we're walking in groups. So um, we just can't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. We got to pay attention to the signs and definitely not be misinfluenced by what's going on. So that's what I think. I agree. I agree with everything you just said, but you know, to add on, um, so we, let's talk about what we've already done because, you know, I have my own opinions as well. Like, so we've tried voting. Right. Uh, we put people in power who have done nothing for us. Um, and I'm not talking about Trump because we, I damn sure, and I know Han didn't put him in power. We didn't vote for him. I ain't vote for Hillary either. Nope. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, we, we, we put people in power who let us down tremendously because we put a lot of people in power just because they were black. And they didn't do anything, even here locally. We put someone in power who isn't doing anything, um, in my opinion. My opinion. Um, we've rallied. We've marched. We've been marching forever. We've literally been marching forever. We've protested. We've been peaceful. We try. A football player tried to peacefully protest by kneeling. Nothing worked except for the riots. Right, and now, you know, Roger Goodell and, you know, the NFL wants to come back now saying that we stand with our players and we stand with them. <laughs> but, you know, when every... When everything was going on, you know, um, everyone made Kaepernick the scapegoat to, you know, basically point the finger at him of, like, the bad guy. So right. I just feel that everyone who now is trying to come back around and make apologies, um, I don't accept it. I don't agree with it. Um, and stay, stay where you at because I feel that it's not genuine. Um, everyone right now who is not black, they want to feel that they're contributing something to black culture to feel accepted or to 
make black people feel better about everything that America has done to us for 400 plus years. And right. so um, me personally, I don't agree with none of it. Um, America is going to continue showing how um, it is, you know, the so-called land of the free um, of, and the free and liberty. Um, but none of that is meant for black people. Um, and we built this country, you know, so this system has time and time again has shown us, uh, you know, why we shouldn't, you know, I maneuver and be, you know, what we think we are. You know, they look at us, I feel, in my opinion, all the same, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they do. We gotta, we gotta do, we got, we, we have to, you know, make, make better, better, um, decisions as one, um, to combat some of this stuff because running around, marching and burning things, like, they ain't never changed nothing in the past. Like, when has that ever worked for us? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like now everybody is trying to come out now and, you know, just give this, uh, this this notion that you know oh all of a sudden everybody cares about black people you know uh you got people protesting and marching and it's like now it's comfortable for you to come out and talk about the police brutality and talk about everything that uh your system has done to black people because it's convenient for you so i just feel like in my opinion none of that stuff is genuine um you know, so I understand that, you know, some of us feel that we need allies and need other groups of people to help us um, to acquire one main goal, and that's our simple uh, justice and equality. But I feel that, you know, um, some people feel that that's the way. I feel like if we just all uh, continue to stand together, um, I, I think that you know, either way, you know, well, whatever side you choose or whatever decision you think is best for our people, I just think that our common goal is is that we're trying to get justice. But the thing is, when has justice ever worked for black people here in America? You know, so. Not with the system that's set up. With the system we have set up, it's not going to work. We're going to have to make a lot of changes. And, and that's basically um, where we're at right now. Like, we've done the protesting. We've marched. We, you know, not we, many looted. <laughs> um, we've done that. Where do we go from here? What are we going to do? Like Henry was saying, we've got to start reading. We've got to begin to understand what we're reading. When we read these, when, we're, when we go in and we're reading things on social media, let's take time to stop and get off Facebook and let's read some of these laws that have been placed and let's see how they affect us. Um, and, you know, like I, I spoke to you earlier, we've got to start voting locally. It starts here. We right. can't expect the white house to change and, and things to change in Washington. if we can't even change shit in our own city. So we're in Birmingham. If we can't control the narrative here, how do we expect to control the narrative somewhere else. It's impossible. So we've got to start locally. You know, there's a lot of people, I've even had 
you know, have had conversations and I don't necessarily blame them, but they don't even know who their mayor is. They don't know the, the name of their mayor in their city. That's got to be, a, that's got to change, guys. We've got to get to a point where we are, we know our rights. We know what these cops are allowed to do and what they are not. And if you don't know, ask someone. I will ask anybody. I will play dumb blonde in a minute. If I don't understand something, I will ask because I want to be informed. It doesn't make me feel slow. It doesn't make me feel stupid. I want to know so that if it comes between me and a cop and a cop trying to arrest me, I know what to say. I know what he can and cannot do. And I know how to keep myself alive because that's all this is. The, the, The bottom line is we're trying to stay alive. Um, no matter if you're a black female, if you're a black male, if you're straight, if you're gay, if no matter what religion you believe in, no matter how many white friends you have, no matter how many black friends you have, doesn't matter. If you are black, your life is at stake every single day you walk out of the door. And we need to understand that. So we want to leave you guys with that. Like, what do we do from here? And I agree, you know, we, and another thing too, uh, that we have to understand and realize is that I think a lot of us, we're looking for overnight change. Um, and I think that we have to understand that change, justice, equal rights, um, our equality, like none of that is going to come overnight. This is something that our forefathers has been fighting for, for how many plus years, you know what I'm saying? So I just think that too, another thing, um, we have to uh, unplug ourselves from the system. Um, Everything that that you're reading, uh, everything that you're seeing on television and the media, um, a lot of that stuff you have to like overlook because a lot of it isn't real, you know? So I just think that if we have, you know, start with the change within yourself and knowing how to, uh, properly protect yourself and legally protect yourself, I think uh, that's going to play a major impact on uh, just starting with small change because the big change that we all want um, is going to take for us to all as people turn back to God. I think we, we put so much faith in this system um, begging and asking for change um, and I think if we just turn back to God, I think God will come back and save us. Um, because Amen. Amen. I can remember uh, just from the beginning of time, it just seemed like being black here in America, we've always been living in, you know, hell on earth, I feel. You know, so I just think that's what we have to do to, you know, turn back to God. And I think God will, you know, I'm a strong believer that God will come back and save us. And, um, he would tear down this this racist system of Babylon for and he would save his people. So, you know, th- those are my thoughts and my my personal opinions. If you think different, if you have a different opinion than I do, then that's cool. I respect everyone's opinion. Um, but that's how I feel. You know, so. And I feel the same way. So that's, we want to leave you guys with that. You know, um, we're praying for you. We're praying for our city. Uh, we're paying for this country and we're praying for our people, most importantly. Um, a lot of lives have been lost over the years. Um, it would take us forever to name all of those people. Um, but, you know, our hearts go out to their families. Um, it's just been a very, very sad time. But 
you know, the one thing about it is, like I said, we can celebrate our unity right now and we need to keep this going. Like Henry said, it doesn't stop here, guys. It doesn't stop a couple protests and now these officers are arrested. It doesn't stop. Even if these these officers are convicted and they are given the time that they deserve, it still does not stop, guys. We've got to keep going. We cannot stop. We've got to keep fighting. And again, we've got to start the fight smart, intelligently, and locally, um, and wherever you are, if you're not in, in, in Alabama with us, if you're in another state, find out what's going on around you because you have the power to change it. Little do you know, you have the power to change this. And um, for instance, uh, I know we many of us have decided that we will not uh, be participating in any 4th of July events. Um, we will be staying home with our families. You know, it's okay if you want to take your kids to the pool, take them to, you know, I understand people have kids, they got to do what they got to do. But if you can, please don't spend a dollar that weekend, that entire weekend. We need to save our money and celebrate, you know, uh, next week, June 19th. Um, let's celebrate us. Let's celebrate our freedom, you know. Um, let's celebrate us let's start off with that with with celebrating ourselves and then we from there we'll figure out what happens so i just want to leave you from that from uh Kishine, we we love you guys we uh we thank you guys uh for all of your support we've been gone for a little bit but we we definitely had me and him decided we definitely needed to come together on this to um give you guys this show and just let you hear our thoughts our thoughts and prayers are with you um and henry any last words from you bro and uh, before we end, I want to say this. The reason that we say Black Lives Matter isn't because we want to be accepted. We want black. We say Black Lives Matter because um, we want our equal justice. We want right. our people to have everything that we fought for when we're done wrong. So anytime the other side or any other side of a race in America does black people wrong and put us in these situations of injustice. Black mm -hmm. lives matter because we're showing you that we're a force and we're showing America that our lives are just as important as y'all's. You know, so that's the reason why we say black lives matter. So um yeah, this episode, um I hope this episode, um, my views and opinions, I hope it enlightens someone. I hope everything I've said gives someone the the knowledge to go look up information about this country, uh, look up information about different um, groups um, that have been here in our communities, such as the Black Panthers and many, many others. Um, so um, I just want to leave everybody with one word, think, use your mind. Uh, learn how to strengthen your mind and be a strong-minded individual and don't be afraid to stand for what you stand for uh, and be willing to die if you have to to stand for your rights to, to stand for what you believe in so um, I just want to leave everyone with that um, and we'll be back for more uh, regarding to everything that's going on in the world we out Culture Connect this is Culture Connect Culture Connect 
Culture Connect is a podcast dedicated to innovators, creators, and business owners. We offer our platform to branders of excellent taste. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram or send us an email at cxltxreconnect at gmail.com.